If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, well, you'll look like Christ, as we'll see next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Hi there, and welcome to the broadcast. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our Thanksgiving week continues here in Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. You ever think about the fact that we look like Christ and live like Christ if we are in Him? Love and clothe yourself in Christ is the title of our message today, again from Romans 13, verses 8 through 14. Join us and be encouraged and be thankful for all that God has given us in His Son, Jesus Christ. With today's broadcast of Truth For Today, Pastor Phil Howard. Do this loving now. Get with it now. And do this because you understand the present time. And how many people do you think understand the time from the prophetic clock, not the times of Obama's administration, the economic chaos, not, not just the United States scene, but are you living aware that, that we're running out of time and that things aren't always going to be this way? And it's, it's time for you to wake up from your slumber. And I, I read a thing of all uh, places uh, on sleep. Uh, I just... I got this quote from Encyclopedia Britannica. They define sleep this way. A state of inactivity with a loss of consciousness and a decrease in responsiveness to events taking place. So, inactivity, asleep, I'm not aware of what's going on. I'm asleep. Uh, Can you be alive and asleep? Well, sure, you can be in a coma. Do you see any saints in a coma? I know Jesus. When's the last time you woke up? Brother Rip Van Winkle. It's, I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll serve sometime. I've been praying about giving how many years? When are you going to get in a small group? I'm thinking about it. Wake up! Wake up! And if you think that is just something that he's throwing out, you read Revelation 3, 2. Sardis, wake up! You say you're alive, but I know you're dead. And besides that, wake up! Be spiritually alert. Come on, grab a clue. We're in last days. We're in hard times. Everything's at stake. Good and evil at war. God is doing what he's doing. It's not going to be forever, this opportunity. The flood is coming. The coming of Christ is coming. We've only got this window of opportunity. When are you going to wake up? Jesus lost his whole following in one prayer meeting because they all went to sleep and they all left him that night. He knew something about sleep. You say you're loyal to me, Peter. You can't even make it through a prayer meeting without going to sleep. Ephesians says it. Wake up, you sleeper. Awake from the dead. He's not talking wake up to be saved. These are believers. He's talking to the children of mercy. Wake up. Quit being unconscious that people are perishing. People are lost. 
kids need to be reached. If you're ever going to do it for God, you must do it now. Wake up. How long will you sleep? This is no time to sleep. This is no time to sleep. We're urban soldiers trying to win people in this urban area where the claims of Christ has never been easy. It's never been friendly to the gospel. When will the soldiers wake up? You know what? You could be in the soldier's uniform and you can have the soldier's assignment, but you're worthless in the barracks. You've got to be awake and at your post of duty. Where are you standing in the cause of Christ in our day? Where do we find you on duty? Some of you think making this morning service is your duty. No, this is your privilege. This is a fueling station. This is a corporate experience where we can worship, hear the word of God. And we are the people that come together because we've got something in common in a pagan, dark night world. We come together. We cluster. No matter where we are on the globe, we get in clusters. Say, you know him too. I know him too. You love him too. I love him too. Ooh, what a privilege. Let's sing to him. You're really that sleepy? Yeah, unless Tommy Walker does it, I just don't get into it. I just wish I had pastoral authority just to box the daylight out. Wake up, boy. Wake up. Don't you know your marriage is in trouble? Don't you know that... You're about to fall into some sin. You don't know the temptation, Lord. And you're asleep. I see parents this way. You got kids? Well, we're going to take it. When do you want to bring them to church? When they're 15 and they've done their first shave? You can't start soon enough. You want to start praying when they're in the womb. God, save my baby. God, help me to be on the job. I'm on the job. Not asleep. Robert Morrison, a great missionary to China, said this great line. I often quoted. I never have forgotten it. He said, we've got one hour before midnight to win our victories. We'll have all eternity to celebrate them. We've only got an hour. Wake up. If you're going to pray, pray. If you're going to give, do it now. You're going to serve, do it now. When will you become an active participant and put on not only the uniform? Saying you're a Christian isn't enough if you're sleeping on duty. Wake up. This is not an entertainment center. This happens to be a place where you get marching orders every week and instructions from the commander-in-chief. You meet at his local church to get your orders. That's what this is all about. Are you awake? He told Sardis, you got a name that you're alive, but you know and I know you're dead. You know what they did? They swapped reputation for reality. Ooh, you're such a live church, and it feels so good. Say, you know what? I'd rather be it without the reputation than to have the reputation and not have reality. I want to know him. I don't care if I ever get the reputation. I want to know him. I want to be on duty. We used to sing songs. Uh, when, when he comes, will he find me working? I'll be somewhere working. I'll be somewhere working. I'll be somewhere working for my Lord. I'll be somewhere praying. I'll be somewhere texting. I'll be somewhere. I do wake up. I just wish 
I had a hose that I just spray every sleepy saint awake. Wake up. Wake up. We got some saints is dragging. I, and I really got an agenda for younger people. You get all this fresh energy. Good night. I can't tell you. All the energy I had for God when I was so young. I had a body that could just... Now I write checks with my ego. My body cannot cash. I want to do it, but I don't have all the energy I used to. And sometimes when I talk to my sister Hazel, we both say this. Don't you wish we had three lives to give to Christ? Don't you wish we were 35 again? Why? Because we want to get rid of wrinkles and gray hair. Nah. That's all passing. You're going to get ugly no matter what. <laughs> now, I want energy to serve God. Energy. I could pray all night, practically. I could go without eating. I was driven, driven, driven. I just wish I could do it a hundred times over again. I want to be awake when he comes. Are you awake? The night's here. Some of you are still, as he will get to, you're still wearing your pajamas. That's why he goes on to deal with dress code. I know it's slick to wear them, but it just, it, I want to throw, I want to rip those babies off. Say, honey, have you heard of clothes? I mean, wearing pajamas to the, don't tell me anything. Okay. Man, if you're wearing pajamas to the store, you, you know, you are asleep. The hour has come for you to wake up because salvation is nearer than when we first believed. What in the world? I thought I was already saved. What do you mean it's nearer? Salvation comes in three stages. I was saved, I'm being saved, and I'm about to be saved. When Christ comes again, that's going to be the final stage of my salvation. I'm going to get a brand new body. I'm going to be translated in a moment. I'm going to be with Christ. So he's saying, wake up. Don't let him catch you asleep. Don't be like those five virgins that had no oil, that weren't expecting him. Be awake. Be awake. Read Matthew 24, 25. Be awake. Read 1 Thessalonians 5. Be awake. We're children of the day. We're not of the night. It's the night folks that ought to be sleepy. We are children of the day. Finally, he says, dress right. What should you be wearing? At this time in history. Watch what he says. Let us behave decently as in the daytime. Not in orgies and drunkenness. Orgies, uh, we we get the word of uh, sex and immorality. Uh, The word was really nighttime partying. Uh, They would walk through the streets and uh, usually get drunk, revelry. And so it's really many things could happen, but the word is really uh, nighttime carousing. Uh, God's delivered us from uh, nighttime carousing. Are you, aren't you amazed at how much sin happens from 11 p.m. to 3 in the morning? Man, I'm in my fifth level of sleep, and, and they're just getting started. It's amazing how much energy the night folks have to sin at night. That's where the action happens. You know, when you're in New York City, it's the city that never turns off the lights. I mean, that's the place to go if you want to sin a lot. Las Vegas, because the lights are never off. I mean, nighttime is time to boogie. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, me, nine, nine, ten. The coma sets in about 20. Carolyn drags me. You kind of see the uh, heel marks dragging me to the bed. I, 
You know what? I never sin after 9 p.m. I'm victorious in the Christian life from 9 p.m. to about 5 in the morning. I just have victory every night. Uh, So drunkenness, the Bible permitted saints to drink, but it never gave them permission to get drunk. Always prohibited. Not in sexual immorality and debauchery. Uh, The debauchery here was shamelessness, uh, animal lust, uh, throw off all restraints, do anything. And so along with the sexual immorality, he says, we're we're not of this nighttime ethic life. Uh, We've not been called to be immoral. We've not been called to a debauched life. And then he goes to our personal dynamic, not in dissension and jealousy. Uh, It's no time to be fussing with each other. It's no time. Uh, The hour is too critical for you to be fighting with fellow soldiers. I read an article years ago uh, by an uh, ex-soldier that uh, he said something I'll never forget. said that uh, uh, soldiers, a lot of times, uh, said, you know, when they go back behind the lines, when they're on leave, said the, the, the fights break out in the bar sometimes, and they're not, they'll fight among themselves maybe, fight other branches and all this. But it says, there's no fighting when they're in the trench. There's no time to be fighting each other because they know who the enemy is. The enemy's out in front of them. It's only behind lines at the bar when you're on leave that you get the time to fight with each other. You know what? When you're always on leave and you're not in the warfare, you're the ones that always want to fuss. You're the ones that always want to gripe because you're not engaged. You're not fighting the real enemy. So you want to pick on one of the saints. Remember this. God never accuses his own people to you. Hear me. God doesn't slander his own kids. You have become an instrument of the devil. So much that he says in 1 Timothy 5. Tell the she-devils. Because it's feminine there. Tell she-devils to shut up. And you'll find the devil seldom slanders his own kids. And we saints fall into his activity, picking at each other, running each other down. This, that. You know what? Why don't you get engaged in the real fight? Why don't you fight for a kid's life? Why don't you fight for somebody's marriage and their soul? And you'll find this other stuff will bore you quickly. Because there's plenty wrong with all of us for you to nitpick. You will. It's true. I had rather rescue one life than tell you what's wrong with 30 people. Just rescue one life. One life. He said, get dressed. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sin nature. This is a remarkable truth. Uh, It's a uh, biblical dynamic. It's all over. It's Colossians 3, Ephesians 4. That he uses this dynamic, put off, put on. And sometimes it's a little confusing. Uh, Have you, are you already in Christ? Are you already in Christ? How many of you are in Christ? Is there any verse in the Bible that would say, in Christ you've been clothed with him? Galatians 3, 26, 27, 
baptized into Christ so that you've been clothed with Christ, where there's neither male nor female, bond nor free, Jew nor Gentile, and so that your status before God is, I'm clothed in Jesus Christ, and that's my status before God the Father. Beautiful. Now, I'm clothed in him. He says that. Uh, Romans 6, you've been baptized into Christ, so you've been baptized into his death, burial, resurrection. Therefore, live like it. And what this is, you don't hear it much in church anymore. It's the difference between positional and practical truth. Uh, I'm complete in Christ on one hand, Colossians 2.9. But on the other hand, I'm totally incomplete. I'm in process, right? But you'll see these verses, I'm already... Then I hear, but not yet. (laughs) Uh, I'm already justified before God. I'm I'm complete in him. Is that true? I have all the righteousness I'll ever need in Christ. Then he makes his exhortation, now I want you to live righteously. It's this way. Uh, uh, I did nothing to become a son. But now that I am a son... I can hear the Father say, I want you to act like what I made you. Act like what I made you. My dad had a favorite line with us uh, boys. He said, it, it, it's not too complimentary, but it worked. If you've got any brains, act like it. And at times he was in serious doubt. And it was kind of, if you've got it, show it. If you are it, do it. And he says, I want you to now, in this dark night, Take off the pajamas and clothe yourselves in your behavior. Clothe yourselves uh, with Jesus Christ in your walk. May this pagan world that we are to shine as luminaries to a darkened world, Philippians says. I want them to see Christ on display in you. Put Christ on display. You know, the term nakedness is a loaded term in Scripture. It's loaded. Uh, give you an example. When before the fall, Adam and Eve were naked, and they what? Knew no shame. Okay? So nudity was not a sinful thing, was not a shameful thing. Sin comes, and though they're married, shame and guilt came that was identified with their nakedness. And so it becomes a loaded concept. It was so uh, weighing down to them that they're over here pulling off fig leaves. Uh, the first seamstress in history is, you know, Genesis 3. I've got to make something to cover this nakedness. Wait, you just previously said, wow. Wow. She's bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You saw her when naked and him. Wow. This is a masterpiece of God. No repudiation. And then we just go right over here. We just commit one act of sin. And sin says, oh, I I, I feel stripped. I feel feel vulnerable. I I feel exposed. Uh, There's some shame. There's some, I don't feel comfortable being naked anymore. Something spiritually and psychologically affected even their dress code. And the great, great truth of Christ is in the Old Testament, he would always tell them to bring the kafar, 
Bring the atonement. Bring the covering. Covering. Man is naked, exposed, vulnerable, guilty before the living God. And he's just clinging. And I cannot get rid of it. My past, my deeds, my status. I feel exposed. And you are. And then God says Jesus Christ to be the ultimate covering. And he dies on the cross. And in salvation, you're plunged into him so that he's now your covering. He's got you covered. And now he's just simply saying, won't you live out your covering in front of this world? Don't let them see your nakedness, your sinfulness, your shame, your past, uh, the distracting flaws of the sin principle. Why don't you put Christ on display? And stop figuring out how you can sin. You've got to change your thinking if you want to stop sinning. You've got to quit driving by your favorite place to sin. You've got to quit going up to your favorite places on the web. You know what sets you up. You've got to quit that and wear Jesus Christ, the one who covered you. So I would say to you, if you need a covering for a cold, cold, dark night that we're living in, Christ is God's covering. And he simply wants you to wear him. Live him out. Live him out. Live him out. He covers shame, guilt, warts, everything. So we're a people that when we see each other, you know what we ought to start be saying? I see Christ when I see you. I see Christ. Tell me what you see this morning. You only see about, oh, let's see. You see about one one hundredth of my body and you can't hardly take any more. Come on, hands, face. The rest is artificial covering. It's not really who I am. I've got to buy it. You, you don't want to see my physique. I'm covered. And God says, the world doesn't need to see you. They need to see Christ. Put him on. Put him on. Put him on. If there's someone here without a covering, I would beg to you, beg of you, consider Jesus. He's been covering sinners for thousands of years. And if you've been blowing it, why don't you burn up the old night clothes and put that stuff behind you and start acting like who you are. Quit acting like what you were. I just talked with a person recently. I closed with this, and it was kind of humorous. Uh, they're, they're very prosperous, doing very good, all this. And uh, the husband says, you know what? They're doing good, but they still act like a poor person. And uh, my wife was there. She said, yeah, so does my husband. We both grew up in Richmond. We both grew up in projects. We both grew up with a little money. But that's only been... 55 years ago. Studying God's Word that we might grow in grace, that we might be encouraged in our walk and relationship with Him. 
You're listening to Truth For Today and Pastor Phil Howard. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us this morning. It's our prayer that our time together has done just that, encouraged you in your relationship with Christ, bolstered you up for the day. If you would like to review today's broadcast, copies are available when you contact us. We also have the series today's message was taken from, other resource materials available as well, the recent books authored by our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. They can all be found at our website, valleybible.org. A lot of resource materials available there, other CDs and series as taught by Pastor Phil Howard recently here at Valley Bible Church. Again, they're all found at our store online, valleybible.org. If you wish to speak with someone directly, call during business hours, Monday through Friday, 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Or write to us, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you'd like to know where we meet for worship, service times, directions, location, it can all be found at our website, valleybible.org, and we would love to see you. Please consider this a formal invitation to join us for worship if you're not involved in a church near you. Again, directions can be found at valleybible.org or by calling 855 855- 833-9864. And again, we mention it from time to time, it bears repeating, as TFT sustainers, financial partners with the radio broadcast, you ensure the continuation of this broadcast here on KFAX. Would you prayerfully consider how you might partner with us financially? And then call us. Let us know that you're interested in becoming a TFT sustainer. We'll pass along our quarterly newsletter to you, a once-a-year special gift. Take a break with Pastor Phil. The weekly video devotional will be available as well. Again, valleybible.org for more information or call 855-833-9864. No gift is too large or too small. We'd love to hear from you. Call us today and then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard 